now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. It's Kate Gunderson, and I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the penultimate episode of this season of Bachelor Nation here on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality, fantasy the normal 4 reality.com. So we're playing our Bachelorette game right now. It's where Will and I are playing Big Brother, but hey, Survivor Game went live on Fantasy for Reality yesterday, and Bachelor in Paradise will be live in the next day or so. 43 people on Paradise on the beach at Playa Escondida this year, so can't wait for that. But there is plenty... To talk about here, Kate. What is the good word? The good word is I want to hear uh, your thoughts on this format, and if you think we'll be seeing this type of format going forward for Final Roses. It, only time will tell, right? I my 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 hope is don't do two leads again. If you right. do, if you do it, you do it now. Um, you 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 come right off of this and do it. But I think there's there's one of two schools of thought. And one is like, this didn't work. We're not doing it again. Or, mm-hmm. hey, we learned a lot. We know how to fix this. Let's try it again. Right. But what about the format of this final episode? We don't normally watch live with them and see their, like, I would say, heart-wrenching expressions. Oh, oh you're talking about the picture in the picture. Um, yeah. Don't like it. Um, but particularly, and, and I don't I want to spoil my, 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 my first segment, but particularly watching Rachel um, as, as she did it, like, is is that filler? Like what what happened? Like her face is totally like puffy and swollen. I don't I don't know what. I happened. think that's crying. I think. Okay. I mean, I I don't know any spoilers, but I feel like something goes wrong, or she doesn't end up with someone, or I think she's just. I think she is not in a good place. But like, we'll, we can talk about it in a bit. You can see, like, didn't put on weight. It's just like yeah. super puffy face, like almost like gray on the dye job. Oh, the hair. Oh the my hair. god! I want to talk about her look for a second because I have so much issue with her look um like so I read an article that actually came out at the beginning of the season but I hadn't read it till now um about the stylist and like you know how how tricky it is to style both you know both two bachelorettes and they're very different and in the article Gabby says like get style this is such a Gabby thing is like basically naked and she's quoted saying that she's like I just want to be basically naked the whole season and the stylist is like great I could do that I've done that before I'm your I'm your guy and then Rachel's proclaimed style is mother of the bride, <laughs> which makes everything make so much more sense because all of her outfits were mother of the bride. They were like all just like weird, overly large shoulders, everything covered weird. Like she wore brown yeah, this it, final rose thing. If the mother of the bride was 25 years old and, right. and telling people that were also of that same age that they weren't ready for, for marriage. Right. And so, so then of course, Rachel shows up with this like weirdly gray hair. And I was like, oh, it's just cause she's going for mother of the bride. She's wearing a brown, boring dress and gray hair. She is mother, mother of the bride. MOB. Um, f- funny, funny. You said this. Um, I've mentioned this before. I've been listening to this back to the beach, Laguna beach podcast with Kristen Cavallari oh and Stephen Coletti. I've been seeing clips on TikTok. And, and, and there was this quote from their prom episode that it was the episode this week where she's ready for prom and her dad looks at her and goes, Oh, heavy on the makeup, light on the dress. Uh, that, that's, Gab- <laughs> that's Gabby's style. 
I love, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm sure guys are, are think her hair looked crazy. I loved Gabby's hair. Like just like Gabby isn't afraid to just like, yeah, heavy on the makeup, heavy on the hair, low on the clothing. Gabby's hair was, Hey, just in case you didn't know, I'm going to be on dancing with the stars. That's what that yes, hair was. Hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a walking advertisement for dancing with the stars. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to get into it, but before we do, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Twitter at after reality pod, like the after reality TV podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram after reality podcast. Also reminder, subscribe right here or wherever you like to listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. You can always check us out on our website, afterrealitypodcast.com. So just like we started, Every episode of the season. First question. Whose team are you on this week? Oh, Gabby, I'm like so 5,000% over Rachel, like the rest of the Twitterverse. What about you? I um, I am firmly on the team of when does Bachelor in Paradise start? <laughs> <laughs> You're just over both of them. Um, so like been out on Gabby most of the season. There was that one week where I, I switched to team Gabby. The same week you switched to team Rachel. Right. Um I have, and we're going to talk about it, but I have a problem with Rachel this week because everybody else in the nation, because, and and I haven't read a lot on purpose because I like to to come here with my my thoughts and share them with you. Um, My thought is Rachel is just sitting around looking for the slightest reason that she can flip these relationships on their head and make it someone else's fault. So she doesn't feel bad about herself. All right. I'm glad you said this because I wrote this in my notes. Is Rachel gaslighting people? Yeah, it's like, so she, oh, she wait. gaslighted Zach into leaving. She was like, you're too young. You're not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she kind of gaslit Aven. Yeah. Well, and it's like, okay. oh, sh- there's a slight sliver of like, maybe they said something that I can use against them. Yeah. The time is now for me to get off and get off scot-free in this relationship because I'm going to make it look like it's your fault. Make you feel bad for something you didn't do. 500%. And I'm so glad that you shared that sentiment. And, and I don't know if Twitter also brought that up. They just were saying like, oh, Rachel's the new villain. But I was like, no, Rachel is gaslighting these guys into like thinking that they're dumping her so that she's the quote unquote victim. But um, we're seeing through Rachel's ways. Yeah. Um, do you think I'm, it's just because she's young and naive and and like insecure? I, I think so. Like, Gabby conversely wouldn't do this. Gabby would just outright confront someone and say like, Hey, like this isn't working. Yeah. Like, like she had Nate on a park bench in Amsterdam. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but so that, that's kind of where my head's at on the whole, obviously there's, we're going to talk about it more, but I was just like, after being on Rachel's team for most of the season, I'm just like, it's not cool the way you're, you're treating these people to try to make yourself not be the bad guy. 100% and I think the problem is that the audience saw right through it yeah and she looks completely miserable sitting there in the studio pretty much the entire time even at the end where it's kind of like hugs with Gabby and we're kind of standing and joking with Jesse like very slightest of smiles one time from her while Gabby's yeah. cheesing it the whole way I know I'm convinced from their demeanor I'm convinced that like Gabby does end up with Eric, he's the only one left, and I'm convinced Rachel something crashes and burns, but I don't know any spoilers, though. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing no engagements, maybe one relationship, but no engagements. That's my right. hypothesis. Yeah, which which let's talk about that and the format and where we've gotten to in a second. Yeah, so I mean, we jumped into this thing. We're in the studio. We got Jesse. We got a lot of B-roll of drama, promises of leaving America stunned. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not stunned at this point. So let's hope uh, part two brings that. Um, 
and like he's very stone-faced when he tells us like this is going to be the most dramatic finale in bachelorette history which it is not at least to this point <laughs> not yet um, what, but i think Kate, Kate, flips up a few times what is the most dramatic finale well well the gate well, the the most okay the in my opinion the most dramatic finale was the fence hopping and colton you know being missing in the spanish countryside and then the real finale is colton coming out as gay that is the most dramatic finale yeah. ever so, so I, I think the candidates are are probably that yeah they are also they also include last season the the clayton debacle um of that kind of spanned a couple episodes but for me like the uncontested winner is what happened to becca with ari uh on that season where we we made like an hour of the most uncomfortable television i've ever watched of her just getting run over backed over run over again and backed over again on live television where i just can't believe they put that on television where where they really like it was like we well, we have to make you the bachelorette. Like there's no other option. We have to give this to you because you we've put you through this. In the end, I think she's winning. She seems very happy with Tommy. They have a house and a dog, and she proposed to him. Look at all this gossip. I'm just dropping here. If you guys haven't been following. Did, did you know he's tall? He's really tall. Yeah, no, I didn't know that until yeah. just now. <laughs> That, that was a joke but, for anyone that watched Paradise last season. And Ari's doing great too. He has like three kids. I think they had a kid and then they had twins, or maybe they just had twins, something like that. So it sounds like it worked out in the end. Um, also, Colton is doing great. Um, he is engaged to somebody in like Congress, some like gay man in Congress or something oh. like that, some politician. Um, See that coming. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's just so funny. He went from being like, the epitome of heterosexual, you know, like the, the heterosexual icon for a season, because that's kind of what The Bachelor is supposed to be in America, to um, he just posts aggressive thirst traps now, um, uh, like shirtless and uh, just, you know, he's, he's very different than the guy we, we met in, in uh, The Bachelor Nation. Definitely sounds like it. I just picture him crying on the beach and Tia not knowing what to do. And I was a big, always been a big Tia fan and didn't like that. Uh, right, exactly, me too. But now it all makes sense. Yeah, and Tia, a baby, or is having a baby? Oh yeah, yeah, she is. I, I saw that as well. Um, Zach, uh, rose ceremony. It's kind of where we left off last time. It's where we picked up this time. Wants to talk to Rachel. He leads with, "I'm sure you felt the fantasy suite felt a little off," and he tells her that he wasn't feeling, wasn't seeing her then. Was was seeing the Bachelorette, Rachel, which. And in normal circumstances, those are kind of almost like fighting words, right? Um, and but I didn't feel like it when he said it. And it was like that, like that's not who I know and love. And to talks about like, hey, I've shown you everything. I'm upset you kind of didn't give that back to me. And your concerns with my age is blindsiding. And basically, like, hey, I thought you were the future Mrs. Whatever his last name is. And, saying and nobody can and we'll, we'll probably get to know what it is soon um oh. but he just like he broke up with her he broke up with her, but probably because, you know, we've all been in that situation. He saw that he, well, he, he thought that she was going to send him home that t- today. My question to you is, do you think he was the one on the chopping board? I think he probably was just okay, because, because she like, Reali- like, yeah, that's fine. Realistically, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Like he was the only one that they that there was a chance of them being a successful pair, and my, that's like he was right. like we've talked about it. Tino's like 
a catch. He would have proposed. Tino's a catch for her, right? Uh, Tino's the 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 captain of the football team. Yeah, he's the the captain of the football team. She's not head cheerleader. She's the mother of the bride. Um, But (laughs) he he leads uh, leaves and 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 that leaves us with uh, Tino and Avon getting roses. Uh, Let's let's talk about Zach. Um, Spoiler alert: fast forward two minutes if you if you don't want to hear this. But Zach rumored to be the guy that's going to be the next bachelor, if there is one. Maybe, maybe. But we've had rumors in the past. I don't know if you remember back when Kayla Quinn was named as the was going to be the bachelorette, and then and she shot all her promo stuff. And ta-da, we had one of the two best bachelorettes ever, or maybe three. And JoJo Fletcher ended up being the bachelorette after Ben Higgins crushed her and, and told two girls he loved her and left. And was there was the whole crying on the bathroom floor scene. I forgot all about that. Um. 25-year-old-ish bachelor and Zach. He's not the most uh, entertaining, we'll, we'll say. He, he is, is a, a snooze fest. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am not here for Zach as a bachelor. Not because I dislike him, but mainly because I have no feelings for him, which cannot be good for television. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, give me a villain, and I'll be fine with a villain. Yeah. But, he, he is well-spoken. So he, can't, he can do... Do some of that. He has a famous uncle, and he's oh, also- oh I forgot about Uncle Pat. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so maybe they just like want Uncle Pat to be in the show, and that's really uh, why they're doing this. Uncle, you were, we talked before the show about Bachelor Australia. Maybe, maybe this is our first foray into having an, an accomplice, Uncle Pat. Yeah, and he'd be funny. That that you know, maybe I'd be here for that if he was there the whole time to be like his his you know words of wisdom, but also his comedic our comedic relief. Yeah, but reminder. Bachelors don't have to be as good at the job as bachelorettes have to be. Um, no, no. But, this I feel strongly about. It's always carried by the girls, whether yeah. it's no matter the type of season. Yeah the 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 women cast drives a bigger personality than the men cast uh, of the show. So I think mechanically, um, he'll be good at narrating and speaking he he knows how he feels at least that's a, yeah. a, a plus i think he would maybe have an actual chance for for success but it'd be interesting because we've talked about like zach's coming out of a no confidence phase into these last few years of his life where he's much more confident in, in who he is and right. it, it might be overwhelming i can see a lot of tears in his future I, I mean, based on how many tears he had in his leaving interview, um, which is probably the most tears I've seen from a guy in a really long time on this show. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of tears. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they chose Zach. Is it be- because there's got to be more people to choose from? Um, go If you go back some seasons, like this season, not a lot of guys to choose from, but like Katie season, Michelle seasons, there's got to be more guys. Yeah. Greg, Greg Grippo is available. I know people keep people keep saying Greg, but I actually think Greg in an interview had once said he never wants to be the bachelor. I think he's I think he's probably been approached about it and turned it down. Yeah. He was on Nick Vial's podcast this week and he kind of said as much like, Hey, been in therapy since the show, like really glad I didn't do paradise, really glad I wasn't asked or what I don't remember the terminology around the bachelor. Sounded like kind of put him in a tough tough place in life after being on the show. Which he got a cut. He was a villain for a little bit. Yeah. No, um, I actually I think we talked about it this time. Like I was on team Greg. I thought Katie was gaslighting him then. Yeah. He, um, he seems to have been fairly well acquitted in bachelor nation um, of any, of anything. And yeah. uh, 
it, it could be a possibility. I don't know if they go for two. I don't know what they do. Uh, yeah. I, and it's very interesting because we're about to talk about, you know, um, Zach, then, you know, Zach leaving and then um, us cutting to the studio where they bring him in to talk to Rachel. And I felt I'm actually shocked that Zach might be the bachelor because I felt so much more um, production from Jesse around Nate's interview than I did about Zach. Like I saw the interview with Zach and I was like, Oh, he's not going to be a bachelor because that was a super boring interview and there was no redemption arc. And they didn't like talk about Zach, you know, being able to find love one day in the future. Like it was just kind of boring and meh. Whereas like Nate's interview two weeks ago was like very much a redemption story where he got the chance to tell his side of the story and everybody clapped and it felt like a lot more positive. So I, I actually think it like, if they were trying to set up Zach to be the bachelor, they did a bad job in that interview with Rachel yeah and I, yeah there was no like hey how you doing like hey I, I'm still getting over this but I'm I'm doing better I'm I'm, I'm back out I, I'm not I'm not hold up I, and and I know things are going to be okay something like that yeah. it was it was actually like the most my notes say boring apology fest um him and Rachel talking <laughs> yeah and, and she did apologize to him she she was caught off guard when he pulled her to the side like really I mean like you let you gave him a kiss on the cheek and sent him on his way on on the on the date. Ultimately, it sounded like they were going to misalign uh, the conversations in the fantasy suite. But uh, well, I, maybe we'll have a lot of Zach to talk about in the future. Who knows? Maybe he's not the bachelor. But let's move on to Avon. Yeah. Um, we are at the Vedanta still. The, oh, the, by the way, I looked it up. It's been open for like forty five years. Yeah, and I think it's gotten a lot bigger as it's gone along. I, I remember. I remember driving by this place it, and. and on on the way out to Tulum there on, on the Riviera Maya. Uh, um, oh, I've totally been near it too. Yeah, it's like massive walls outside and goes oh. on and on and on. So it's probably grown and grown as, as the years have gone by. Um, but again, seems like they have the whole place. Yes, they do, as I was saying before. Maybe they did because they had a lot of, um, you know, uh, production people. Yeah, but, but that place has to hold thousands of people. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a Vegas hotel. Yes. Anyhow, um, got Big Tony uh, with with Avon on the, on the the meet the parents date, and I liked Big Tony this time. He was kind of tough last time, right? Uh, this time is like, hey, Avon, I'm going to meet another guy tomorrow. What do you want to tell me about yourself to, to where I remember you? I just thought it was a, a great question. Yeah, no, he seemed like a really good dad. It, much more likable, and and these these guys, the the two guys that she met. I thought both did a did a really solid job. I even talked about like, hey, we share some same values, we share the same humor, yeah. like we communicate well, and and in everything that Avon's done here and when he meets with Rachel uh, in the hotel room, like communicates very well about everything, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the super interesting thing when she brings Avon in to meet her family, like she is singing his praise. Like it sounds like she is choosing Avon, which I know you and I were both convinced it's Tino last week. And so in that moment, it made me again bamboozled us with editing. Um, maybe some of the content with Avon wasn't you know compelling enough. I read when I read it the same way you did, where. Avon goes in, he meets Big Tony, um, Rachel's selling it. I felt like at that point in time, I'm like, oh, like he's the guy. Like we've talked about it always being Tino, but I felt like, oh, like she is pumped for her family to meet this dude and left me kind of in, whoa, I what is what is happening here? And it wasn't like ITMs where they're crafting that narrative. I know. It was live I, in the I'm moment. wondering if it's um 
it was production tricking us again, like last time where we were both convinced it was Rachel in the end, and then it ended up being Susie. Um, I think maybe this is production's new kind of angle. And now I'm wondering if it was going to be Avon until he is chatting with her best friends and says that he's actually not ready for a proposal. And um, my opinion is when Rachel learns this, she is shocked. I don't know if you noticed it. She grabs her champagne and downs it. Um, I think this is a huge overreaction. Uh, I think she's being, uh, she's putting the cart before the horse and she needs to like, just go with who she loves, not who's going to propose to her. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Like he, like when he's like, Hey, I'm not going to be ready in five days. And the friend, like, the friends even get ITMs. Nate gets an ITM. No, I love that they, first of all, just and, I love that they brought back her gay best friend. That was a good move. Yeah, is the other girl also a friend or is she She's family? a friend too. So they just brought back. I think she's a friend also. Yeah. Does Rachel have any siblings? I, I don't know. And like it, it, this revelation to her friends has her bugging. Uh, they walk out of this date. She's miffed about what's going on. They sit down on the walk on the sit down or the walkout bench, and it's not good. I but I'm upset that I'm gonna guess production has her and Gabby for that matter so convinced that if it's not a proposal, it's crap. Like, that was my like, opinion. I there, there seems to. Sorry, that's my opinion too. I think they've I think they've brainwashed both of these girls so much into thinking that the only end to the show is is a proposal that if it's anything else, like they've failed as bachelorettes because they constantly are talking about, I want to be a good bachelorette. Um, and I actually think that production, as we talked about last time has to do this because if, if the end of the show is just to date, the show loses its, its appeal because it loses the high stakes involved. Yeah. I, I hundred percent with you and it's different on the bachelorette, right? Because they aren't in yeah. control. Like they are, it's they're at the mercy of what what the well, guy yeah, so wants to do, an right? Situation and they, yeah, because as Gabby says, I'm not the one proposing in the end, and you realize, oh, especially when there's only one guy left for both of them, which um, spoiler alert happens at the end of this ep- by the end of this episode, then the guys have the power again, which has kind of been the theme of this whole season is that the guys keep getting the power, even though it's supposed to be a bachelorette season. Um, and that's where I feel really bad for Rachel and Gabby. It's, that's not what they signed up for, you know? And it largely is because of them having two of them and, and time being limited, not getting as much time with these guys. That's the reason these guys aren't ready for an engagement. It's like, spe- like it's already an unrealistic right. premise, right? On just the regular show. And now we've put it, put it on like speed and they're we're, we're fat and we're, she's sitting there on that bench outside the house, like chastising him 100%. for being a realist. Essentially. It's like, no, like nothing's changed. Like nothing's changed. I'm a hundred percent here for you. I, I just want to make it a hundred percent right for both of us at this moment in time. And like, I feel like he's trying to be as open as possible. He apologizes for coming off strong, but it's like, I have no doubts. And just, he, he just wants to be with her. And I, I, I wrote my notes in all caps and bold letters. I hate this. Why are we having to watch this? Why has production brainwashed her so badly on this that she's willingly blowing up relationships because of, of this like unrealistic agree. expectation? It's, it's fewer guys than typical. It's shorter. Like everything you just said, plus one, because 
it, it's just not realistic for them to actually get engaged. But like, I wholeheartedly believe in this moment that Rachel and Gabby thought it was realistic to get engaged. Now, watching them watch it back, I can only imagine what's going through their head is like, why was I so delusional to think I had to get engaged? I, that's got to be what's going through their head when they watch it back and being like, why did I put so much on the engagement? Um, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. The other time that I remember this being a thought while I watched it was Rachel Lindsay's season where it was like very much like, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to propose, you're out. Oh, you don't want to propose, you're out. Interesting. And yeah. And I mean, I, I think you also do that, right? When like, you know who the person right, exactly. is, right? Like, does she really, was she really giving these other guys a chance because she wanted to or because it was required? Yeah. Is she like required to string them along? Maybe. Um, another interesting fact, I don't know if there's ever been a bachelorette that oh, was not proposed. I wonder if bachelor data has, has information on that. Um, this might be the first season. Yeah. There, like there's, there's definitely bachelors that don't propose. Right. But I don't know if there's ever been a bachelorette yeah, that was that's not super proposed. Interesting. Um, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I do think uh, it just like makes this scene makes me question Rachel like a million percent because I can't tell if she's in love with anybody. You know what I mean? Like if you were actually in love with Avon, then this, it would hurt your feelings, but it wouldn't change things. You know what I mean? Um, And, and hypothetically she implies that it changes uh, the course of action. And what further emphasizes that to me is the next day when her, her family meets Tino and she brings Tino in and, and it seemingly goes well. She does not pitch them on Tino at all. She does not sound into Tino at all. She talks about Avon when she's pitching them on Tino. Yep. Final thought on Avon. He, he adamantly tells her, he, I just want, want it to be right. And her response is, I know. Why are you yelling at me? He was not (laughs) yelling at you. I think Avon actually kept his composure really well for like having a conversation with someone who's delusional about getting engaged in three days from now. Yeah, I I thought he was very clear and concise and communicated his feelings very well. Yeah. And she just didn't want to hear it. Avon would be a great bachelor too. Um, I just think that. Bachelor Nation, as we've talked about, maybe isn't ready for it. And maybe he's boring, but like he's not more boring than Zach. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's I, I think an important element that and and we'll move past this, but is if they're gonna do two people, they have to have some kind of like uh bond or chemistry between them, like right. like Gabby and Rachel have. Like I don't see Avon and Zach I've never having seen chemistry. I don't know if I see Zach having chemistry with anybody, but <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like Aaron and James Bonzel. Um, that would be funny. We'll, we'll both that, be back in paradise. Very uh, I don't think they're good at looking enough to be bachelors, but that would be very entertaining. I think James is. I don't think Aaron is. I think James, James is a handsome guy. Is that James uh, guy but that anyhow. So, such a fan of. So I can see how you could be into him. I don't like blonde guys. <laughs> Jason. Or not Jason. Jason Whoever, from this season? that went home that you were like, Jordan. Sorry, I don't. Oh, Jordan. Oh, that was, oh, that's my dude. And then like brought him up. Vibes, and I, like I, I realized he's, <laughs> I, and I realized Jordan wasn't on the cast for Paradise, so that just made me sad. Uh, Kate, Kate Galvan is. Uh, Tino meets Rachel's family. She comes in sad from this Avon date. She's there's concerns abound from the family about Tino's job and his life and how that might conflict with Rachel's yeah, way of yeah, living life. Big projects, but when he sits projects. down. 
Yeah. Which very valid conversation works, I guess. Uh, yeah. When when he sits down with mom, like no, he's not smooth. He doesn't Tino navigate it easily. <laughs> yeah. And we talk about we do talk about how his hometown date went very poorly. But Tino tells her dad that hey, like life is hard. I want to be in a relationship with her. And he tells her dad that he wants to be with his daughter forever. And Big Tony, high praise, tells him, like, I like you. And yeah. that's big. Um, so I think this date is such a 180 from his family that it probably in her brain just cancels out all of that and everything is, is no, uh, sunshine so and rainbows. Um, but I did love when Tino was confronted about what happened with his family. He's like, hey, I was just as blindsided. Me and my dad only talked about sports. <laughs> I was like, oh, so like you're about to like, you're on this like dating show where you're supposed to get engaged in the end. Your parents don't believe in the show and you spend your whole time just talking about sports with your dad instead of um, talking about this. Your dad totally, totally blew up your spot and, <laughs> exactly. and, you, and you don't know anything you're like, about Of course, him. that's why your parents don't think you should marry her. You didn't talk about her when you sat down with them. Yeah, but, but by the end of that date, things started going a lot better, but we get this line from Rachel, like, Hey, she's still needing yeah. a lot more clarity. And uh, we don't really get anything else with Tino. Um, on this episode, we, we, sh- we shift back to Avon. Like what, what is supposed to be his final date is her going to yeah. his hotel room. And effectively breaking right? up with him. Like that's like, that's going to be their last one-on-one date and like rocky ground she goes to see him he offers champagne she rebuffs it just wants to talk um she's in tears feeling like avon lied to her but then he feels blindsided and she feels blindsided and that's this is where it really starts like no like you don't just because y'all aren't on the same page doesn't well, mean he, he does did something, wrong. something a little bit wrong where he- he does admit that he kind of changed his mind and he didn't have time to tell her he changed his mind. So when her family asked him, he didn't want to lie. So he told him, told him he wasn't ready for an engagement. So he did do a little wrong, but he said it so nicely that I'm not mad at him. Yeah. It, well, and ultimately she's like, I'm embarrassed you know, also, that my friends heard I this. Think, I think she's still, I don't think she's processed the Clayton stuff. And I think this entire season is her trying to avoid being embarrassed publicly. I really think like that's her one goal. It's not to get engaged, which is, just to not be embarrassed. Which is which is obvious because up until this right, week, exactly. she's still talking about well, that's Clayton. A great point. She needs to just and, go to and Clayton season and and what? Yeah, Clayton season and what happened on Clayton season? And it's like, wouldn't my point of view? At, if I was in that position, it would be like, I right. saw that and I want to do better. And, and and that's not necessarily what's happening. She's crying, like because she needs someone that is sure about her, and he's not sure about her. And she's insisting, like, "Hey, we can't move forward. It's over." And and he too is distraught. Like, like he even said, "Like I'm never know, getting I over." Aiden was really in love. Which, I just don't think he's like you know shout from the rooftops kind of guy. So we just didn't really feel it. And I mean, but she simultaneously is inconsolable falling but i can't really tell why she walked away from that hotel room with a 
a smile on her face like I know all right I, I did that I'm done with it. this girl I don't think she's in love with anyone she keeps gaslighting guys into breaking up with her or something uh she seems she needs to do some personal work yeah it feels like if if everything doesn't fit into Rachel's little perfect relationship box and anything that deviates in any way then like then she's looking yeah. for the smallest crack to yeah, give herself some sort of scapegoat traumatized her like she's like looking for the signs or she's looking for only someone who's like fully into her or something like that yeah she maybe doesn't still doesn't realize that she's so. the bachelorette which yeah. is hard hard to find but uh avon still seemed kind of crushed there in the studio it's funny um, the reason that i think rachel doesn't uh, end up with just, someone is jesse during his interview with rachel and avon says something along the lines of Rachel, considering how everything turns out, and then he like catches himself and kind of fixes what he says. He's like, "Do you regret what how things oh. ended with Avon?" Um, but he basically says that, and I don't know if everyone, anyone else caught it. Yeah. Do you, do you do you do you? Yeah. That, that's almost like saying, since you didn't get a proposal right, exactly. anyway, or do you wish you maybe I, you yeah, had chosen one of these other guys? Um, that later, but um, it, it was uh, it was something along those lines. Yeah, better, better chance. We're, we're getting ready to talk about Gabby. Better chance of being together, Gabby and Eric, or Gabby and Eric, Tino and Rachel. Yeah. By like one. By the slightest exactly. of margins, I don't think any. Either, I don't. I don't think either of them are like have any right. lasting potential. And I, I haven't followed. I haven't followed the Eric stuff this week. I feel like he's he's in trouble for some oh yeah what, for uh, something, but I don't I haven't gone into it because I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Posted about it um, via me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. No, oh, okay, the great. Latest... <laughs> not, not not mine. Our our, our Instagram, right. Kate. Ours. <laughs> the latest with Eric is that he had a girlfriend literally the day he left for. He had a girlfriend up until he left for filming. Um, he. He obviously told her he was going to be on The Bachelorette and she was like, if this is what you want to do. And he was like, he was like, well, you know, it's not real. I'm just not happy with where my life is at. I need a new career. Um, so really not a good look for Eric basically saying, you know, in these text receipts, literally screenshots of text with her saying that like the show is, you know, is just he went on for the wrong reasons. Now, maybe he found love for the right reasons, but he went on for the wrong reasons. Oh, look at all your right reasons talk. I, I, I love it. Um, look, family's there. Grandpa, we get to meet her dad really for the first time. Because remember they did that like COVID yeah. drive-by because the, the the dad's girlfriend uh, was um, in chemo, I've, I've, maybe, um, during her hometown on Clayton season. So we got to meet them. And then and then her aunt, who I, I really like, really like grandpa, really like aunt. Actually, really liked all of them. They were all, 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 all nice. And, and Eric like really lit up and with that group like he's very open and eloquent but did you see gabby like hanging behind him while, while they were on the count like she's just sitting there like weird and almost scared and awkward like was I she trying not to I cry i couldn't tell what was going yeah, on yeah i don't know what what did you think that was about I don't, like it just seemed really odd like she didn't want yeah, him to meet her was, family or something i think she's just nervous i think it goes back to all of like her trauma that we've talked about before yeah, but anyhow, Grandpa's happy to have a beautiful dingbat grand granddaughter. Um, and Dad tells her that she needs someone to validate her, which which yeah. we know. And and we talk some more about like what all she's been through. Things have gotten very emotional 
um, with the talk with the family. They have an emotional conversation. Like the the aunt really encourages her to like let Eric daughter. see you, she was which yeah, I, yeah. I, the aunt is obviously the mom that she doesn't have. Right. And well, she does have a mom, but the, yeah. the figure in her life and like navigates that really well. I thought the ABC then kind of lets us go long for the Eric date, which I don't know how things got screwed up on, on live TV, but they did. We, we keep rolling a lot of talk from Gabby about like excitement and that she knows that she's ready and how she feels more than good about leaving here with Eric. Uh, like a lot of stuff happens here that I feel really good about, but he does not want to rush things or have any expectations, yeah. which were like immediate red flags, right? When he, as soon as those words come out of his mouth, yeah. it was like, whoa, hey, you're not 100% on this. Well, and this is what, um, this is where the show, once again, the power is switching back to the guys. They each only have one guy left. They each want an engagement and they make that very clear. And for some reason, they're convinced that's the end goal of this. And so now the power is back to the guys to do the proposing. And I think next week there's going to be a lot of either disappointment or what I would call like false proposals. Like the guy's just proposing because they feel like they have to. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Like she's not the one proposing when he says, I really want us to work out. I just want to do this in the real world. But engagement before that happens is, is not how things usually go. Yeah. Oh, like a very true statement, exactly. but Eric, not how this show works. Like pissed that the guys aren't following the rules. Yeah. And so like she walks away crying, yelling this is crazy i don't want to do this anymore fuming at production saying he said he wants to leave here and date me what do i do like oh gosh i'm so upset someone wants to date me um like do i walk away because he's not ready to propose like if if that's your cup of tea sure uh but like she hits the nail on the head when she says this is a big fat dumpster fire which but couldn't have me, been said any better next Kate. week like, like uh, i think there is i think it might be a shocking or dramatic finale for sure yeah, like quick predictions. I know, I know, you, we got to wrap it up, but quick predictions on kind of what we see next week. I we see proposals. Like, what the happens? guys propose because they feel like they. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Eric proposes. I think. I think you know. I think Eric and Gabby are together based on Gabby like looking very happy. Um, I think Rachel. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, next week we see Rachel yelling at Tino yeah, saying, look me in the eyes and say that. Not the best. <laughs> like, and, and yelling, I want an answer for why you did what you did. Like, and, and Rachel saying, like, I've never felt this blindsided and betrayed, which is right, saying something exactly. given she was on Clayton season. Oh, boy. Wow. Just a dumpster wow, fire oh, wow. season, that's for sure. But and so, entertaining nonetheless. And it sets us up for some great paradise. Yeah. So, yeah. Great paradise. So we'll have, we'll wrap this up next week. We'll roll right into Paradise, which I'm super excited about. It'll be our first time doing Paradise together. Um, be sure this weekend, it's not quite up yet, sign up on Fantasy 4 Reality, fantasy the numeral 4 realitycom for Paradise. Um, things are pretty much over um, for, for this season. I have Eric and Tino both on my team and a little over a 1,000-point lead in our league. So Kate, Kate, Kate will be on the Redemption Tour um, come Paradise season, uh, which should be fun. I want to remind you before we go, Follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, After Reality Podcast, and subscribe wherever you are listening right now. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley, all one word. Kate, Kate we can Stern find Dirt you posting baby photos Twitter. where. All right. Until we chat again, we remind you we like bears and Mexican food right here 
on After Reality.